0: Hey now good people, episode 32 has an incense burns and it's been a while but I didn't tell you I was taking a summer break just like a lot of people we gotta recharge those batteries and while I've been recharging those batteries I've been trying to figure it out, the inhumanity of it all, there's a lot of projection going on that's how the cowardly protect and insulate themselves against uncomfortable truths. we're going to unpack that and see if we can find a way back because we really are all tourists here, we're here on borrowed time and we had little time to lose before we do that let's pause for the cause Episode 32 has incense burns, and I am your humble host, Sean P. Writes. And we back in the booth, good people. We back in the booth. And like I mentioned in the opening, I, I alluded to the inhumanity of it all, and I've been doing a lot of that, just watching, and observing, and You know, kind of like the Watcher on the Marvel comics. The Marvel canon. Just passively, tacitly taking note of it all. The inhumanity of it all. People leaning towards facts versus feelings. Or actually, I apologize, the other way around. Feelings over facts. And it's all tied in uh. A larger issue of sorts. There was an article I was reading not too recently, and they were just talking about the two years of trauma that we've collectively been a part of as human beings, humanity. And that's one of the reasons why I touch on food in this, in a lot of my work and in this upcoming book is that food represents one of those ways where we can find common ground. It's the one thing, the one commonality that we all have. And with us being in the midst of two years of trauma, it, it behooves us to find ways to foster those connections because pandemic has been the most traumatic event in our collective lifetimes if you really break it down went on for roughly two years There was more than a million deaths here in the United States and it's uncertain when the pandemical and when it will reach an endemic status and I won't wade into the weeds on that but it's that uncertainty of it all that's that's serving as the stressors for a lot of us you know we had to juggle that along with you know our health things with your family work finances you know those things that, that have always eaten away at our psyche at our personhood and you'd probably be hard pressed I haven't pulled any stats on it but it's a safe assumption that we can't find anybody who can say that their lives haven't been changed by this pandemic at the base of that a lot of us have been living in survival mode you know and when you live like that bottling things up those mental health issues another type of virus and those are the things that you're seeing a lot of now you know we're seeing little pieces of it one of the things that i've taken note of and a lot of people have spoken about this is just how time seems to be so fluid And we wake up, it's a Monday. We turn around and it's a Thursday. We end up on Saturday within a blink of an eye. It's a lot to unpack. And what a lot of people do too... And I recall this, in and what I was reading is that a lot of people have a trauma load, and and that's consist of part of what we're doing is we're reactivating traumatic experiences from previous situations, so in high risk populations, experiences of fresh trauma is far worse. So that's disproportionately impacting other groups and always frown on using that term minority because the connotation of it. And that was something that my father told me never to refer to myself as. But in the midst of all this going on, It's sobering to know that our short memories can can possibly serve as our downfall. And it it made me think of uh, some of the work that I've been Putting pen to. Yeah, the January 6 hearings, the the record temperatures, the heat waves. At the time of this recording, we're large part of the United States, if not all of it, is under a heat dome. And despite the fact that we have facts and science, video and things that would affirm what is being said, feelings will obscure that which is in front of us. in the midst of that you have those who shout and this was something that I penned earlier in the month and just a a word to the wise during this this break I have been productive in the literary sense I share this with you this is a piece called those who shout It's based on current events. You can unpack it and we can return to this. A word of wisdom about those who shout the loudest. The pontificators of the highest glory. We all know the story. But Jesus said clearly in paraphrase. Shut your mouth and mind your business. Projection is how the cowardly protect and insulate themselves against uncomfortable truths that glass house constructed from the lies that they've told themselves. And how is that righteous good people? not to be all gloom and doom but one of the things that we have to be deliberate with is what we consume whether it is food whether it is what we are watching but particularly with news because we are what we eat and those are some of the reflections that I've had in the the past month that I've been on. Break from Has the incense burns. The incense has been burning, but there's just been this deeper probing of sorts of what is really going on? We say that we've lost or we are losing our humanity, but If you really think about it, have we really wielded it? Have we had it? Have we held it? If we use history as the reference point, I would be inclined to say, no, particularly here in this place that we call home. And at the beginning of the month it was shaking with so many events I mean they, they bleed into each other but I had some pros inspired by real life events from a world conspiring against itself now in this piece that I'll share with you it's a direct quote from a friend and her dismay about an event how i touched her family member and i attempted to convert this into prose the title of this piece are the initials of the first four words in the first and the last stanza of the poem a direct quote from miss jones had to Stressed, heartbroken, angry, and evil as fuck. The obscenity of the screen seems to scream out in real life. The soulless walk the earth, accosting queens, slaying kings, scattering our seeds on cursed grounds where blessings take no root. No compass. No honor falters, the elevator stalls proverbially and metaphorically. On the ground floor, where there is a dearth of worth, can it be surmised or assumed that we are summarily doomed? But grace percolates via clenched fist, hot tears, sacred shouts, prayers from legions most righteous that shout out with the concussive force of when is enough of being stressed heartbroken angry and evil as fuck I scared you there, didn't I? It's pretty dark. That's where a lot of us are living right now. That survival
1: mode.
0: That feeling as if it's no hope because
1: On our TVs
0: on these old screens all we hear about is the violence the inhumanity the fixation on foolishness I shake my head I I it it bewilders me we will embrace an ideology over our own humanity and i mentioned this in a in a previous episode because this i just i use this as a placeholder to put it in in perspective we have two objects Voyager 1, Voyager 2 spacecrafts that are in interstellar space. They're outside the confines of our solar system. Beyond the scope of the sun, the heliosphere, they're billions of miles away. And as we have the Webb Space Telescope orbiting or holding a orbit that gives it an ideal vantage point of exploring the galaxy. So in effect we're able to see back in time. We're fixated on ideology as if uh, we were to go to another planet where we introduce ourselves as hey I am John Smith from the planet Earth. I'm a Republican. I'm John Simpson from Earth. I'm a Democrat. Or would you say I am a human being from the planet Earth? That's where we have it confused. I think that's part of the trauma. Many of us, during this pandemic, we were locked inside, under lock and key, with people that we really didn't like. Ourselves. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's not a, I didn't misspeak, ourselves. A lot of us push back against that. Because if, if we can't be with ourselves, if we don't enjoy that aloneness, because being alone isn't alone, we will leave this world in the same way that we entered it, by ourselves. it's traumatic coming to terms with that for a lot of people and one of those reflections that i had during this this nearly a month that i've been ruminating is those echoes of my father now my father he was a heavy dude he was a heavy dude and this was you know one of those segues and where I found or where I got the gumption or the love for words or just for reading books museums things of that sort that my my old man was heavy in that but the genius of my father it was clear cut because the only thing that he told us that we couldn't be was less than And with that, I've always been compelled to stand. That's an excerpt from from a piece I was working on, but I bring that up because whenever I hear that term minority, and I mentioned this earlier in the episode, I, I push back against that. That was something my old man told me long ago. and visit all of the planets and galaxies and Scotty, Kirk and Spock and them and visiting Youngblood but there's never a planet or a galaxy where you are less than any other man remember that and he poked me in the head when he said that and maybe when he poked me in the head when he said that it stuck but I think that's maybe a larger discussion that needs to, to happen It's power in words. It's power in images. It's power in what we intake. And that's why I, I try to focus on those things that are greater than what we're seeing out there. And I see lots of echoes of that in my family tree. That thing that that powers the genealogy efforts. But even on the side of that hard pause, a big part of the break as well. I've been working on the cookbook, good people. And that's something that I get a lot of. I've been poked and queried and asked about the particulars of it, but it's it's coming together, good people. polishing up some dishes and some some other elements but I'm feeling good about the prospects of it but there is a sidebar I've been worried and let me flesh that out for you for a little bit let me let me wrap my head around this because it's like Erykah Badu said I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit that's a true statement compose myself this I had to to get a swig a swig of coffee nothing extra in it but the cookbook is something that I get so many questions about and this probably merits another episode altogether and I bring it up because it's tied into everything that that I try to flesh out in this episode just trying to figure it out just trying to figure out what's really going on and I think the cookbook you know really speaks on a whole nother level because I've, I've mentioned it before and I often mention it when people ask me about it the whole concept of food being poetry Because it feeds us on so many different levels. Poetry, that is. Somebody may hear something entirely different in a piece. Just as in food, somebody may taste something entirely different. They may taste the basil versus the garlic, the honey. The caramelized onion, things of that sort. These disparate parts comprise the whole. And that's all tied into us losing our way and when we lose our way because finding what unites us is what lights the way back. Food is at the center of the human experience and and when it intertwines with the family unit history is known to repeat and if we listen closely the sweet savor of greatness will reverberate. So, the cookbook, many of the recipes in this forthcoming cookbook, TBA, to be announced, they're inspired by and they're crafted by the power of many of those souls whose shoulders we stand on. My family members, we share these these same shoulders that hold us aloft. And that's why I frequently come back to that theme of food being poetry, because within the family unit, often over the course of a meal, that is when histories are transferred. That's where love reverberates. That's when rituals are burned into our soul. So now it's more important than ever to realize the power of the histories in that. So I've been putting that all together. That's I mean, that's been part of it. And if you follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen a greater lean towards a lot of the recipe prep, a lot of the storyboards on Certain recipes, the makeup of the soul bowls, some of the family members that they're crafted after. So you've you've gotten a chance to to see this fleshed out. And if you haven't feel free to subscribe and grab a follow. I think that I occupy your time until I release this this cookbook. And finally, Thing that's holding it back as well It's my second book now I did not have a traditional book release with from the Water's Edge Volume 2 because it was released towards the beginning of the pandemic and that's kind of the subtitle of the book written while wandering in the midst of a pandemic accordingly So I didn't do any book signings or anything of that sort. So I have a dearth, a lack of book reviews. So I was taking my time with putting together this cookbook uh, until I got up enough book reviews. Because in the back of my mind, I could not help but to think that I had suffered from some type of sophomore slump. But the emails and the outreach that I've gotten from the say sec- about the second book tells me otherwise. So that's my ask at the end of this episode, episode 32. You've been one of those souls to honor me by purchasing my book from the Water's Edge volume two. I know I've told you this before, I'm equal parts, humbled and honored. I thank you for that. But. If I could trouble you for a review, whether it was so-so, whether it touched you in some type of way, whether it, it echoed, drop me a review. Amazon, Goodreads, Book Finder, what have you. That is gold for us indie publishing companies because this is this is all under yours truly under my publishing arm at a consultant. So nothing is outsourced here. You know, I do it all. I have to figure it out myself. In an earlier episode, I discussed the whole creative process of putting together the book and bringing it to fruition. But that's a whole nother story, but it's good to be back in the booth with good people. But that's all I got for you on episode 32. Hopefully, we figure it out. We find a balance between facts and feelings, right and wrong, humanity versus ideology, humanity versus inhumanity, but at the root of it all, us being the change that we need to see. I'm going to leave you with this. Something I always leave with my family members. Maybe you can pay it forward. Look into the confines of what inspires you and reflect that back. I often tell my family members when we gather, I love you because I am you. Be great. Go out. Make the earth shake good people. I'll see you back here. Next week. Has incense burns. And I'm your humble host. Sean P. Wrights. I appreciate you stopping by.